Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul writes to the young pastor, Timothy. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this reason, I, am remi- I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hand. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. I can imagine Timothy reading this, reading this letter that's sent to him. He thinks of his mother Eunice, the times that she told him about Jesus as he was growing up. He remembers his grandmother making sure that the family gathered together around the teachings of the apostles and the Lord's Supper. He remembers how they made sure that he was saved through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He remembers their self-control, their love, and their lack of fear when having to deal with the various things of this world. He remembers that in all of these things, his mother, his grandmother, had faith that nothing in all of creation could separate them or their loved ones from the love of God that's known in Christ Jesus. I remember one woman in my life who always turned to Jesus as well. My grandma Herman, she often brought Jesus into the conversation, no matter what we were talking about. Now, she is not perfect by any means, but she always has a sense of that God is in control of things. I remember spending the night at her and grandpa's house when when I was a little boy. Maybe mom and dad would have a date night or something and we would go stay with grandma and grandpa. And then on Sunday morning, as breakfast was laid out, grandma would be having her Sunday school book preparing for the lesson that she would be teaching later on in that, that morning. In fact, some of my earliest memories of church were sitting in my grandma's Sunday school classes. She also made sure that we made it to Wednesday night Bible studies as well. I now watch my mother and the things that she does with her grandkids. My mother in the past couple of years has been making sure that my nephews get to church with her, with her and my dad, and they even brought them to vacation Bible school. Now, this was a great change from me growing up because my grandma and grandpa usually came to take me to church because my parents didn't always go. And it's an amazing thing, the impact that mothers and grandmothers can have on their entire families. I now watch my wife bring our children to gather around the gifts of God. Today we're celebrating Lutheran Women in Mission, otherwise known as the LWML. 
the women of the LWML have had a profound impact on the church at large. Beginning in the 1850s, women of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod started local auxiliaries to meet the needs of the people. And here's some of the things they did. They would mend clothes for seminary students. I didn't receive clothes made from them. (laughs) That'd be funny. (laughs) Well, I guess it wasn't funny back then, but you think about somebody making or wearing like a sewn-together outfit now, it seems interesting. But they had also, they equipped hospitals, they established schools, they developed retirement homes, they assisted in orphanages and residents for people with disabilities. Uh, Rochelle was talking about that. They would gather clothing together, furniture, and food for, for um, uh, indigenous peoples in the United States, and funding in mission endeavors at home and abroad. Mite boxes, as Rochelle pointed out, were selected as the vehicle for collecting funds. And to this day, those small mites have equaled seven, over, over $76 million in gifts for people around the world. But the blessing of the LWML, now also known as Lutheran Women in Mission, goes far beyond the millions raised for missions. Its benefits can be seen through Bible studies, in confidence built in leadership training. I I had the opportunity to go to uh, LWML National Conference. I was the pastoral advisor for Montana LWML. It was an amazing thing. It really, really was. And they continue to make an impact on the world for Jesus Christ to this day. And it's amazing that the same Paul who teaches us from God's word that women are not to be pastors, he highly values the profound impact that two women had on one of the first pastors. And we can see from the history of the LWML that women in our church still have a huge impact on our church at large. They provided meals for me when I was at seminary, provided me with extra cash here and there. They made the blankets blankets for us. They're still con- contributing uh, in this way. Now at this point you might be thinking, well, praising Lutheran women in mission does not save anybody. Nor is it the reason that I came to church this morning. We are gathered here today to gather around the God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, nor the works of any auxiliary group, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested to us through the appearing of Christ our Savior, who abolished death 
and brought life and immortality to light. How? Through the preaching of the gospel. We are not here to show God or anybody else how good we are or how great Lutheran women are. No, it's not because of our works, but because of God's own purpose and grace. It's only because of Jesus that there is anything good to be shared in us at all. We are here because we need saving. And we know through the scriptures that Jesus alone saves. We come here because we hate the sin that we've fallen into this past week. And we long to hear the words of Jesus that he speaks to us through our pastors. I forgive you all your sin. We are here because we are stressed out from our schoolwork, our jobs, our families. And we are weary with all the cares of this world. And we need to hear Jesus say, come to me, receive rest, receive peace. And then he has us recline at his table. And he says, here, take eat, take drink. I am here to serve and to give to you. He says, peace be unto you because of all that I have done. Jesus was the very source of those first LWML members, Eunice and Lois. Just kidding. The LWML wasn't yet founded. (laughs) But he was the source of their goodness to Timothy. Jesus is the very source of the love that is in all Christian women who we know and we knew. In fact, it is because of Jesus' death and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins that the LWML even came into existence. Their pledge, which we will say later today, says this, in fervent gratitude for the Savior's dying love and for his blood-bought gift of, rede- of, his blood-bought gift of redemption. You think about that. How many things on your behalf were bought by the blood of another? Your forgiveness was bought by the blood of he who loves you. And it's because of this gift that we dedicate ourselves to him with all that we are and all that we have. The works of the LWML and all Christian women, all Christians, period, is not designed to earn any eternal merits. Works done by a Christian are simply this, an act of thanksgiving, a thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for me. 
You have forgiven me beyond anything that I could ever know. And your love, it spills over in that I cannot help but forgive those who sin against me. We love and forgive others as God in Christ continues to love and forgive us. We read in the gospel, if somebody comes to you seven times in one day over the same offense, forgive them seven times. And thanks be to God that Jesus practices what he preaches, right? How many times do you have to come to him in one day? There's never a moment when you pray the Lord's Prayer when you can skip over the petition that says, forgive us our trespasses. Even if you prayed it back to back. There's sin in us that we need saving from. And he forgave us before we were even born. That blood that spilled 2,000 years ago, it rings all the way to your, this very time and place where you live and breathe and have your being. After the service today, you'll have an opportunity to help someone in the needs of the body by participating in a project that our local LWML has put together. Together with the LWML, the guys are all invited too. We will be doing something for what Jesus calls the least of these. And Jesus also said, whatever you do unto the least of these, you do unto me. Jesus has nothing. He needs nothing from us. We need everything from him. But these acts, or acts like these, are a way to say, thank you. That pretty much sums it up. (laughs) And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.